This is episode 15 of the Blowcast, a reflection of our journey so far. G'day everyone and welcome to The Blokecast. I am your host, Brendan Hardman, and each week we bring you an inspirational guest or message to help you blokes out there live a holistically healthy lifestyle. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are around the world and let's get stuck in. Wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. That quote is by Kurt Cobain, and that quote is an incredible piece that I think really relates to this episode. This episode is an episode of reflection. It's the 15th episode of the Blowcast, and it now situates us in about the three-month period since we started this journey together. And being reflective in life is so important. It's something that I really started to cherish, and it allows us to learn from our mistakes And more importantly, it allows us to really celebrate our wins. In the last three to four months, I've learned so much. I've learned so much about my incredible guests. I've learned so much about my incredible audience in you. And most importantly, I've learned so much about myself. I've overcome my anxieties of truly sharing my raw inner self to people, my demons, and my struggles on such a large scale. And this episode is really my opportunity to share that with you because none of this would be possible without you. Don't stress though, you will still get so much out of this episode. I can guarantee it. We're going to cover where we came from. We're going to cover where we are right now. And then we're going to cover where we're going to in the future. But then we're going to do something that I'm really excited about. I'm going to share with you my four favorite questions that I've received from you, my audience, so far. Every weekend, I do a Ask Me Anything on Sundays. It's generally at the moment. It varies on what time it is, depending on what I'm doing during the day. However, it's shot on Facebook Live, and then it's then placed up later on 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 Instagram when I get a chance to, to chuck it up on there too. And it's my way of really engaging with you, the audience. It's my way of really reaching out and trying to find out what it is that you're struggling with and if I can actually help you or if I can at least point you in the right direction. There's so much that I've learned over this journey that I've been on that it's just kind of stuck in my head and it, and sometimes I forget how to access it until I'm, a question's just popped up in front of me that perfectly allows me to pull something out of my brain and really pull something out of my ass and, and get a question, get an answer out to you guys. Um, so if you really want to join in, then jump on the social media, give us a follow at the Blowcast on Facebook, at the Blowcast on Instagram. However, if you're not into those platforms, don't stress, uh, shoot me an email at blowcast at gmail.com. That's B-L-O-K-E-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. But first, it wouldn't be an episode of the Blowcast without Legend of the Week. And this week's Legend of the Week is Karmic Phase, with a K, who has given us a five-star review. And Karmic Phase has said, thanks for spreading the word on Facebook about this. I've passed it on for you. It's a conversation that I haven't heard from a male perspective. 
And I think it needs to be. Thank you. Karmic Phase, thank you so much for your review. And I just love it. I've got a pretty... I'm not quite certain that I know this person. I'm, I'm fairly certain I can point in the right direction and take a stab in the dark as to who I know who I know this... as to if I actually do know this person. However, whether I know them or not, it does sound like that it's coming from a female's perspective, which is something that I've just loved over this journey. I... You know, the, the feedback we get from blokes is incredible. We're changing blokes' lives out there. I can guarantee you that. This, this podcast is changing people's lives, and especially it's changing blokes' lives out there. But some of the feedback we're getting from our female audience is incredible, and it's something that I did not expect. In truth, I expected to actually cop a bit of flack for it. The fact that I was you know, only really addressing men's needs and, and not, not women's needs... However, it's been the complete opposite. And you'll see that this ties back really strong throughout this episode. Is that the thoughts that go through our head, we sometimes think that's the truth, but in fact, it's actually the complete opposite. So if you want to help us, if you want to help the broadcast grow, firstly, keep listening. Each week, keep joining us on this episode and we'll bring you some inspirational content, some inspirational guests. Another option you can have is to share this with your friends. Get out there and share this with your network. If you do listen to us on iTunes, jump over and give us a rate. Give us a review. You could be our next legend of the week. My message to you today is to keep being fucking awesome. Sit back, relax, and let's get stuck in. Something that I always talk about is having a toolkit that you can call upon when you need it. So it's having these set of tools that are available to you that you can use to get you through situations, whether it be moments of anxiety, bouts of depression, a lack of self-belief. These types of moments in your life can't always be solved by just taking a pill or something along those lines. Those tools can be things from meditation, redirecting your thoughts, challenging your thoughts, or breathing exercises. There are so many different tools out there that we can learn. There's so many out there that I haven't learned yet that I still need to learn. One of them that I love, though, is self-reflection. And as I said in the intro, this episode is all about self-reflection because self-reflection is huge. We can learn so much from doing it if we just take the time to just sit down in the moment and just reflect on things. We can learn from our mistakes. We can reevaluate our goals. And most importantly, we can celebrate our wins. It's so important to do this. It has such a positive effect on our mental state when we sit down and we celebrate our wins, no matter how big they are, big or small, the smaller, the better. If we can sit down and we can celebrate those wins, celebrate those things that we are doing right, rather than focusing on all those things that we think we're doing wrong, 
we slowly start to change the way that we believe in ourselves. We slowly start to change the message that's in our heads. So a huge win for me has been this journey so far, has been starting the podcast and literally growing this from zero, not really knowing what I was doing at the beginning, still not quite understanding exactly if I'm doing things right or if I should be doing things better. However, we're testing the adjusting. Anyone that's been back and listened to our first few episodes, you'll realize that we've grown a lot since then. We've changed a lot. The way we deliver things, the way that I ask questions, the way that I you know, interview our, the guests that come on this show. It's changed and it's grown. And it's only been three months. Imagine what it's going to be in 10 years. It's going to be amazing. But most importantly, it's you. My greatest win so far is you, my audience. doesn't really matter where you've come in on this journey so far, even if this is your first episode. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you have done, for all the support you've shown, for all the positive feedback you've, gone, you've given me, for all the constructive feedback you give me. I truly do appreciate it. And together, I can promise you that we are changing lives. We are literally changing and saving people's lives out there. So where do we begin? Where did the podcast begin? So it began about mid last year when I wanted to create something bigger and I wanted to increase the reach that I was having on people. At that time, I was only doing community speeches and uh, helping out and uh, I'm an ambassador for a a charity here in South Australia, The Road Home, which is an incredible charity, uh, which is I guess an affiliate of the Hospital Research Foundation, um, which is another great charity. And at that time, I was just kicking around, doing speeches, getting in touch with people, getting out there, meeting those people that are struggling with mental health and trying to help them kind of see what I had seen, trying to help them kind of uh, get through, I guess, their, their struggles and see if I can pass on some wisdom of what I've been through from trying to help them grow. And about midway last year, I said to myself, I need to do this bigger. And so I started to think about ways that I could do that. I started to think about uh, video, started to think about uh, audio. So podcasting was definitely one of those options. I uh, started to think about social media, started to think about public speaking, running events. All these different types of ideas came through my head. I'm a very entrepreneurial type of person and I'm always coming up with new brand, new ideas and big schemes on how I'm going to conquer the world and all these types of things and my wife hates it but she loves it at the same time. She's very supportive and I think she just preferred me to have a direction sometimes a little bit more than uh, than what I do because I just kind of get carried away and with my planning and with my dreams and my goals and my visions but the one thing I settled on was a podcast. I feel like my face is too ugly for video <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> so we'll worry about video a bit later, but I settled on a podcast. But I sat on it for months. I was actually fully ready to go by late October last year. I'd finished the Invictus Games. I'd actually gone out and told people at the Invictus Games, I am starting a podcast because I, was, I knew that I'd been putting it off for months and so I said well fuck this I'm going to start telling people in the public that hey watch out soon you're going to see a podcast from me 
because I knew that if I did that, my pride wouldn't let me go back on itself. I'd actually have to get out there and do it. So it was a way for me to motivate myself, but still I sat on it more and more and more because there was so much anxiety, so much anxiety around what I was doing. I was just so petrified about what people would think, about what people would say, whether anyone would actually listen, uh, whether anyone would you know, follow me, whether it, people would just give me negative reviews. I mean, I am still to this day petrified about getting onto Twitter. I've had friends, Mick, who listens to this podcast religiously, is always on about me. He's he I've got a Twitter I've got a Twitter handle, <laughs> but I don't use it and uh he's always sharing it with people and he's always trying to convince me to to grow that platform. But I am petrified about Twitter because of all of the negative, negative comments that are on that page. There's you know, ninety five percent negative, five percent positive by the way it looks. At least that's what pops up in my feed anyway. And so all that time I sat there, I said, I don't want to be that person that has to, because a lot of people can sit there and say that they, you know, they don't read the comments and that they don't let things bother them. And that's fine, but I'm not really that type of person because I feel like if I'm going to do it, I want to do my audience justice. I want to try and be there for my audience. I want to try and actually help my audience. I don't just want to post content and then ignore all the comments that are going on in the that are going on. I actually want to get involved and I want to help people. So I read the comments. I read every comment that I get at the moment and I try and answer every comment that I get at the moment unless I think that it's spam, which there is a lot of spam that goes around these days. So not reading the comments and not getting involved in the comments was was going to be really hard for me. And so that was the key anxiety that was just stressed in my brain, constantly thinking about it, constantly not sleeping at night after I'd have these vision sessions where I'd come up with, you know, all these plans and all these people I'm going to interview and, you know, how I'm going to, you know, one day appear on Joe Rogan's podcast and all these types of awesome vision plans that are sit there in front of me. However, you know, I'd go to sleep at night and I wouldn't be able to sleep because I was just so anxious. I was so anxious about the thoughts that people would hate it and people would would call me a fake or you know try and call me a sissy for talking about these things, you know, try and call me a, you know, those derogatory terms that men throw out there that you're you you're weak and you're you know, you're not powerful and you're you're a girl for for having these emotions and actually coming out and having the courage to speak up about them. And so I sat on it until January, until January this year when uh, it was actually around Christmas time. Um, I had been expanding my podcast network and I just started listening to a few different podcasts, uh, a few more than I already do because I do have a quite a large rep- repertoire of podcasts that I listen to. Uh, and there was just a couple there that really, really stuck to me. Wayne Swass, Schwatter from uh, Triple M, which is a radio station here in uh, in Australia that does it, that that I guess covers the football here with Australian rules football. For those of you that are living that are listening from international waters, he runs a podcast called Pucker Up, 
which is a great podcast. And he shares his journey about battling depression and anxiety for years, self-medicating with drugs and alcohol for years whilst playing professional sport. And there was another podcast by Osher Gunsberg, who's actually the host of The Bachelor here and The Bachelorette here in Australia. And it's the most raw and personal podcast that I've ever listened to. And it was something that I wasn't expecting coming from him because I had only ever really seen him on Channel V or or The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And that's it. You know, that's that's what I knew Osher to be. And so to listen to his podcast and to hear his story and how he shares his story and then to listen to Swatter sharing his on Pucker Up plus all the other amazing podcasts I listened to, I just said enough's enough and I've got to do this. And I was sitting on a holiday over Christmas and New Year's with my, with my beautiful wife in Broome and we were sitting there saying, you know, now's the time. Now's the time to do this. Now's the time to get up and actually do this otherwise I'm never going to do it. And then I'm going to regret it. And the one thing I always say to myself is I never want to be on my deathbed and look back and say, fuck, I wish I could have done that differently. Or fuck, I wish I had done this. I wish I had taken that chance. And who knows what could have happened. And so we jumped in head first into January. First week of January, uh, could have been the second, can't really remember off the top of my head right now. We launched our first episode of the blogcasts. I say ours because, you know, I like to think of this as our podcast and that you, the audience, have contributed so much to it as well. But also that I like to think one day it's going to grow and there's going to be other people involved. And so always refer to as our. So every time I say that in my brain, I'm ticking off that little goal. I'm, I'm working towards that vision of growing this and making it bigger. So we launched in January and we launched to my friends. <laughs> So probably about all 200 of them that I have on social media. And that's it. That's, that's, uh, and I think we probably had, I don't even know, probably maybe 100 people listen to the first episode, um, if I'm lucky, uh, in that first week. And then slowly it started to grow though. It started to, to build and the momentum started to build and the momentum, the momentum started to shift until it gets to the point where we are now. So where are we right now? So we're 15 episodes in. I launched with two. So we're about three months in total of, of recording in. We've had over 8,000 downloads. I spent three weeks on iTunes New and Noteworthy on the front page. Um, I spent seven weeks on the health, society and culture and the self-help New and Noteworthy with iTunes. And every single week, we've exponentially grown by our downloads, more and more and more. Every week, our downloads have become greater and greater. Is this good in the big scheme of things, in the podcasting world? Probably not. You know, it, it's, it's probably mediocre, you know, if I have to be honest in terms of the growth. Uh, there are a lot of podcasts out there that grow a lot quicker. There are a lot of podcasts out there that don't grow at all. So I sit somewhere at the moment in the middle. However, one of the things is that I didn't launch to an audience. I didn't have an audience that I could launch to. 
So, you know, some of these podcasts that take off, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of people waiting to actually listen before they even launch. We launched to zero. So that's something that I'm pretty proud of. But to me, it is amazing. This is incredible. The reach that we've had so far, the audience that we've grown, you know, I feel like every episode I've learned more by listening, just actively listening to our guests that come on this podcast and share their incredible stories. We've learned so much and we've just continued to grow and grow and grow. So to me, although the growth, yes, I, some days I sit there and I have those moments where I say, shit, I wish it was bigger. I wish we could, you know, I wish we could get 10,000 downloads an episode and just smash the world and, you know, take on the international waters, start running events, do all this awesome stuff that comes with growth. The rest of the time I can sit down there and actually celebrate, spend a bit of time reflecting on what it is that we're growing here. We're three months in and I can promise you that we're changing people's lives already. You know, out of 8,000 plus downloads, we've had a lot of people reach out. A lot of people reach out now saying how much this is actually impacting their lives, how much this is changing their lives by listening to this and by implementing things that we're discussing here, not just things that come from me as well, things that come from our guests because the majority of episodes we do are guest interviews. They're not solo episodes where me rabbiting on like this talking crap. They're actual episodes of people telling their stories. They're people that you can relate to. They're everyday people. Some of them, yes, may be celebrities. Some of them may be sporting stars. Some of them may be motivational speakers, but everyone at their core is the same. Everyone's had a struggle. The biggest thing I've learned so far out of all this is purpose. How big purpose is in your life if you don't have a purpose, if you don't set yourself a purpose. That's when we struggle, especially as blokes. As blokes, if we don't have something that we're working towards, we struggle really badly. And it's just incredible to see this growth week on week on week. So where do we want to go next? What do we want the podcast to be? Well, adjusting my chair, I want to continue my growth. I want to be selfish. I want to continue to learn. You know, I want to continue to develop myself and learn things from my guests and be able to impart things onto my audience. I want to focus on developing awesome content for you that you can listen to, that you can learn from, that you can take away things and go, fuck, that was a good episode or that you can just come along, chill out and just have a laugh. You know, this is, this is going to be a space where, where we as, as blokes and females that listen as well, but we as blokes can sit down and we can relax and we can kick your shoes off, crack a beer and just listen. And some days you might learn things, some days you might laugh, some days you might cry. But that's okay. Whatever it is, whatever happens, we're doing it together. We're doing this journey together. We definitely want to grow our social media channels more. The struggle is real. It is a eye-opening experience about uh, social media growth, which is something that I am struggling with a bit. Um, not not so much struggling in that 
uh, I don't know what to do or uh, it's just the, the amount of work that you really need to put into social media is huge. And it's something that I've under, underestimated. Uh, it's probably something that I need to pay a little bit more attention to and just be a bit more consistent with. However, at the moment, I'm happy with where we're tracking, where we're going. And hopefully the key to our success presently, because we don't have any sponsors, so everything we do at the moment is off is off my own back, is uh, is all from, I guess, from me paying for whatever we're doing. And uh, But eventually once we get sponsors on, we'll be able to then you know, do things like pay for... Uh, pay for all the editing be done so that we can focus on creating more content for you uh, and also um, start paying for adverts and doing those types of things and getting that extra exposure out there through influencers and through advertising on social media and other platforms, YouTube, whatnot. However, at the moment, our kind of our goal is to to get our, our guests to share to their audience. And then hopefully, you know, a percentage of their audience becomes listeners. And then, you know, they share that to their audience and a percentage of their audience becomes listeners. And slowly and slowly and slowly we grow. And yes, I want to be bigger right now, but it's all about patience. Sometimes in life, you need to sit back and you need to understand that we live like three different lives. You know, you grow up and you go through your childhood and you get to you through your teens and into your you know your early twenties, and all of a sudden that life ends, you know, and life begins to get real. You start to have responsibilities. You start to have, you know, you have to show up to a job every day. You have to do whatever it is that you need to do in life. You got to pay rent. You got to pay a mortgage. Shit becomes real. You know, so then you go through the next 20, 30 years of your life till you get to 50 or 60 and you retire but life doesn't end then life continues on and you live another life there of retirement and I would hope that when I get to that age that I start to really be fulfilled but I keep fulfilling myself and keep having that vision that I can work towards things that I can accomplish but one of the things I'm really learning and the reason why I talk about this is patience. You have to have patience with things. People want things solved straight away. People want their mental health issues solved instantly. They think they walk in to see a doctor, they get a pill, they take that pill, they walk out and they're done. That's it. I've got the pill. I'm good. I don't need anything else. That's bullshit. Life is about patience. Life is about understanding that it takes a long time to fix something. It's not overnight. For some people, it can be weeks. For some people, it can be fucking years before you can see any difference. And that's okay. Everyone's journey is different, but everyone needs to have the patience to be able to continue that journey on. And that's something that I'm developing on a daily basis is just instilling to myself that just be patient. Success will come. Growth will come. Sponsors will come one day. At the moment, just be patient. Grow the audience you do have. Serve the audience you do have. And create the best content you can. And that's where I sit. That's the bracket that I kind of sit in at the moment. So what do I want to happen in the future? As I said before, I'd love to get sponsors on board. Not so much that I can earn a living off it. Um, 
not really worried about that at the moment. It's more just so I can uh, pay for the editing. Essentially, it takes a long time to edit podcast episodes, a very long time. For every hour of content that I create, it takes three hours to edit that. And then you've got to add on social media on top of all that. So it's crazy the amount of work that goes into these things. So, you know, handballing that off to a to a to a professional would be would be great and that's kind of the only real goal I have when it comes to sponsorship. But my end goal, I guess my end goal is that one day this will turn into a live on-air studio show that's recorded on YouTube and then the audio is then converted onto a podcast, but it's somewhere that you can go so it's like essentially watching Ellen but on YouTube. And you can sit down and you can watch a live show of me interviewing or whoever it is, the host, whether I'm even hosting at that point, but of the host interviewing inspirational people that can teach you something. You know, having fun, having jokes, doing segments, those types of things. That's where I want this to go in the end. Uh, but that's a long, long, long way away. Right now, our next goal is to probably experiment with video at some point. Try and film a few things and get a few short clips up and see what happens and, and, and kind of go from there. But my number one goal, and this is the number one goal that I will always have, and there's nothing that will ever, ever come in, come in front of this. And that goal is to really to get to know my audience to get to know you better all the time what makes you tick what do you want to hear who do you want me to interview what type of guests do you want to listen to what are you struggling with at the moment where can I help you where can I find guests that can help with what you're struggling with so that at every opportunity I can serve you to the best of my ability and we can continue this journey together so if you have anything that you want to pass on to us whether it is a comment whether it is a you know something you're struggling with a type of guest that you want to hear from an actual guest like a person that you really want to hear on the blogcast then get in touch with us send me an email blogcast at gmail.com DM me Jump onto Instagram. Jump onto Facebook. Send me a DM. Jump onto Twitter. I may not answer because I don't get on there very often. But you can still send me something there. Send me something. And I'll do my best to absolutely help you. An example is I got a message the other day from someone on my Instagram. And I won't say the person's name, but he just asked, mate, I'd really like... he. At first, he complimented me and said, you know, I love the podcast and love what you're doing. And I, I said, thank you. And, you know, I kind of said, oh, is there anything you want me to kind of cover? And he said, I'd really love you to cover more anxiety. And so, you know, this was a great opportunity because, you know, coming up next, we're going we're gonna to cover my four favorite questions that I've gotten so far. And a few of them are on anxiety. So this is just a perfect way for me to give back to someone who has shown loyalty to me by, by reaching out to me and, you know, listening every single week and then and then reaching out and saying, hey, would you mind covering this? I'd, I'd really like to hear a bit more about this because this is what I'm struggling with. Boom, we're doing it. That's what we do. All right, 
we are going to get stuck into my top four favorite questions. Let's get stuck in. Okay, let's get stuck into my four favorite questions that I've received so far. I've gotten so many over the past few months and hopefully we're going to get so much more in the future because it's something that I really enjoy doing. So if you follow me on social media, as I said before, you would see me uh, do an Ask Me Anything on Sunday. Uh, but not everyone does that. Not everyone follows me on social media. Not everyone is into that kind of thing. So this is why I thought I'd take the opportunity to, to give you guys, I guess, the four best questions that I've seen come out of this that I've all of them have really made me stop and think to myself as to, hey, you know what? This is a really, really good question. This is something that can really help people. And it's something that, you know, and like I said before, there's, there's things in my brain that I just don't think of and that I actually know are there. But I just, it takes a, it takes a good, well-aimed question to be able to pull, those, pull that stuff back out, uh, which is the case for everyone, I assume. But so, let's get stuck in. First question. After your experiences in life... Has your opinion on what is a man changed? This is actually, we're kicking off with my absolutely favorite question I've received so far. So this is such a good question. And yes, it has massively. So when I joined the army back in 2009, and even before then, I was a very, I guess, stoic kind of person, you know, that you you push your emotions down, you you don't show that your emotions, uh, you don't show that you're upset, at things you you simply just um, get on with things and you push everything down and, and you deal with it uh, the terms always thrown out there about you know man up you know don't be a girl don't be a sissy and there's so many terms thrown out these days about toxic ma- masculinity and so you know like I'm I'm really big on the fact that I don't believe what people say toxic masculinity actually is what it is. So, you know, I don't believe that when people turn around, and they say, oh, you know, being an alpha male is is a form of toxic masculinity. I, I, I just don't see it. I just see that as just being, you know, you're just a different type of bloke. That's just, that's just who you are. That's, who you, that's your personality. You shouldn't be made to feel bad for that. What toxic masculinity is, is those types of comments. Like, man up. Don't be a girl. You know, don't be a sissy. All those types of things. That is what toxic masculinity is. Because I can tell you right now, you're more of a man if you actually speak up. It takes more balls to stand up and own your own shit than it does to man up or neck up and shut up and get on with it and push those emotions down. It takes more courage to actually do something about those things that you're struggling with. So over the years, my opinion has changed for the better, I think. It's made me stronger. It's made me a better person. It's made me a better husband. And it's made me more conscious of the way I think about things and the way I say things when I speak to people. You know, using that terminology, like, don't be a girl. Fucking man up, mate. Using that terminology, I just don't do anymore because that, to me, is where it becomes toxic. That, to me, is where you start to... I guess you start to smother people's emotions and you start to put them down and you start to make them feel bad because they're struggling. And that's toxic. So, yes, my opinion of what it is to be a man has changed. You know, my opinion of what it is to be a healthy bloke has changed. 
I'm so big now on holistic health. You know, I preach this all the time is that holistic health is is the way forward. It's actually, I, I honestly believe it's the only way that you can truly deal with these types of things that are going on in your life, like depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, bipolar, all these different types of mental health disorders. The, the only way that you can really deal with them is by having a truly holistically healthy life. So you're having a really good physical health. You know, there's so many studies that show that physical health and physical activity is such a huge, huge benefit to your mental health. You know, you're having a strong financial health. So you're actually looking after what is going on in, in your books, in your finances. You're not going into financial financial hardship because financial hardship is one of the biggest causes of mental health issues in men within the world. You know, emotional health or relationship health, sorry. So you're having that ability to be able to have a proper conversation with your partner, with your friends, with your family about what it is that's going on in your brain, about what it is that you're struggling with. It's about building those relationships, learning to be able to communicate and understanding that in a relationship, no matter what it is, whether it's a business partnership, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a you know a spouse relationship, communication is the thing, it is the number one thing that you should focus on. You should focus on building a strong, a non-judgmental communication relationship with your partner. Once you do that, you'll start to see that your relationship grows and grows and grows. And then the last one is your mental health. When I say mental health, I don't mean being healthy as in not having depression. I mean putting in place, putting in activities, putting in tools that you can help yourself with so that you don't need to rely on things like medication. Having a hobby that you like, that you enjoy doing on a weekly basis. Engaging your brain by learning, by reading, by articulating with friends. Those types of things are so important and it all comes down to holistic health and how we can improve that and how we can make that better. And that to me is really what it is to be a man and what it is to be a healthy man or a healthy bloke is holistic health. Okay, question number two. How do you start a conversation with someone who is struggling? Or potentially on the flip side, if you are struggling, how do you start a conversation with someone when you need help? So my opinion on this kind of has evolved over the years. Um, At first, uh, I thought that it was the barrier that was preventing people from, especially men, from getting help was their was, I guess, their ability not to be able to speak up about their emotions and their ability not to be able to talk about things that are going on inside their brain. However, I've come to learn over the years that the issue isn't actually to do with that. It's not to do with the conversation itself. It's the mindset that surrounds that. It's our beliefs that we have inside our brains and it's the stigma that we apply to ourselves that prevents us from actually reaching out. So it's that fear of the outcome. It's the fear that someone is going to judge you, that someone is going to think you have a lesser of a bloke if you speak up and say, I'm struggling with something. That's actually what prevents us from actually reaching out. It's not the fact that we are worried that we need to actually have that conversation because most of us want to have that conversation if we are struggling. It's the fear that surrounds that. 
And so that's what we need to change. We need to change that conversation in our minds. And I, you know, I heart back onto toxic masculinity here. You know, this is twice now I mentioned this in a podcast and I, I bloody hate the term. So it's gotta be it's gotta be meaning something here. So that that whole stoic man up, don't be a sissy, don't be a girl. This is what we're talking about here. It's that mentality that we need to change. That's what prevents people from getting help. And so if you are someone that is reaching out to someone else that you believe is struggling and you believe needs help, then first and foremost, kudos to you because it is so important to have someone that there's no judgment and they just reach out to you, put their hand on the shoulder and just say, are you okay? That is huge. That does so much for your confidence. It does so much for your mentality to be able to have someone that you can confide in, you can trust. But some advice that I give you is work on actively listening. Don't work on trying to fix their problems because that's not going to work. Because unless you're a doctor or unless you're a, you know, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, you're not going to be able to do that. And so work on actively listening to what they're saying to you. There's Sometimes there'll be a lot of warning signs. There'll be a lot of things that you can take out of what people are saying to you. You know The way that their, their mental state is by the way that they refer to themselves. All these different types of conversations, all these different types of labels that we put on ourselves can allow you to shape the conversation and can allow you to really massage where that conversation is going. The next point is don't judge. The one thing I've learned over the years and the one thing I try and practice as much as I can now is to go into every is to go into every situation with empathy because you don't know what's going on in the other person's head. You don't know what they're actually struggling with. So someone could come to you and they could say, you know, Brenda, I'm really struggling to get out of bed at the moment. You know, I'm just, I just can't get myself out of bed. And if you turn around and say to them, well, just get the fuck out of bed. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't understand. I don't understand why you can't do that. You know, I don't understand what's stopping you, what's preventing you from getting out of bed. Well, you've already lost them. You've lost them before they've even had the opportunity to tell you what's going on. So huge, huge advice here is, is don't judge. Just go in with empathy. Go in with understanding and go in with active listening. And in the end, all you need to do is you need to be the motivation to get them into help. You need to be the motivation that allows them to move to the next stage. So if you can get them to see a GP, if you can get them in to see a psychologist, a psychiatrist, those types of things, if you can get them to have those open conversations with someone who can actually help them, then that's what you need to do. That's your number one priority. And all I'll leave you with on this point is to try and be the voice for your mates who have none. If you're someone out there who needs help and you actually want to reach out to someone but you don't know how, then my advice to you is firstly is to find someone close within your inner circle. So everyone has an inner circle within their life. Everyone will have a family member, uh, a wife, spouse, you know, best friends. Um, some people have a really good relationship with their GP. Like I have a great relationship with my GP that I know that I can go and call on him at any time and, and have any conversation I want with him. He's within my inner circle. You know, these, these, everyone has these people in their lives. Look inwards towards your inner circle and look for someone who you know isn't going to judge you. And there may be times where you feel like, you know, you can't pick someone out. You can't, you can't choose the person who you think 
isn't going to judge you because you're worried that everyone is going to judge you. Pick someone that loves you because I guarantee you the fears that you have, which I had for a very, very long time, aren't true. Those fears and that stigma that we put on ourselves, that people are going to judge us, that people are going to treat us differently, they don't exist. You know, there'll be some fuckheads out there in your life that'll do it. But you don't need them in your life anyway. Those key people around you, those inner circle people, they're not going to judge you. They're going to love you. They're going to want to help you. They may not understand yet, but if they can go and listen to point one in this story, then they can become active listeners, educate themselves, and then help you get to the next stage. But they're certainly not going to judge you. They're certainly not going to disown you. They're certainly not going to turn their backs on you. That fear is a false fear. It doesn't exist. However, I always have a however, because there's some people that just can't overcome that fear, and that's okay. You shouldn't feel bad because you can't. But you also shouldn't prevent yourself from getting help because you can't overcome that fear. You know, that will come in time. If you get the help, you'll be able to overcome that in time. So if you're not at that position yet, and if you're not at that point where you feel like you can turn to someone, you feel like you can ask them, and you feel like you can speak to them, go and see a GP. Start there. And if you can't see a GP or you don't have a GP, call Lifeline or Beyond Blue. Start with them. You just need to have a conversation with someone. Our third question comes from actually a really close friend of mine. I won't say his name, but anyone who's listening to this podcast who knows me will probably be, and knows this bloke will probably be able to guess who it is. However, uh, he previously traveled overseas. He traveled to Africa. Um, I think it was a couple of years ago now. Not too sure. Uh, but whilst he was there, he felt like he was doing a lot of good. He was working with kids, working with schools, trying to do all those things, build schools, do all that great stuff that people do when they volunteer overseas in third world countries. But when he got back, he found that people were putting him down. Not in a sense that they were, they were you know, bullying him or anything like that, but they were making him feel like he had achieved nothing. And they made him feel like he questioned what he did and questioned, did it actually have an impact? Because the sheer scale of issues that people have within third world countries. And so it made him sit there and say to himself, why should I bother? You know, why should I bother? It's just a drop in the ocean. If you look at the scale of issues that are over there, you know, what you're doing isn't actually changing anything. And I've had this in the past with with other people as well. And this is not so much a question as such. Well, it was phrased as a question. I haven't actually read out the question here. I guess I've kind of screwed the pooch there. However, um, I've had this in the past with other people as well. People who are vegans, for example. And, and you know, I see people that bag out vegans like, oh, you're never going to change anything. You're never going to change the industry. It's not about that. It's not about changing the industry. It's about your mindset. And that's what this is about. This is all about mindset. And this is the, one of the reasons why I want to bring this up because so many people have this mindset. They allow people to dictate what it is that's happening inside their head, how they're feeling, what their mindset is around an issue by listening to their shit comments. And that's the blunt, honest truth. By listening to people's shit comments that come out that absolutely have no background, they have no 
context as to what it is you're actually doing in your life and then they act on them. They allow them to dictate how they feel. They allow them to change their mood. And in reality, especially in this person's case, in terms of the, the traveling to a third world country, they lessen the impact that you can have on people because there are so many people out there that go in with the assumption when they go and do these things that they can change the world. And that's where these comments come from. You know, you'll never be able to change the world. You'll never be able to do this. Why bother? Because what you're doing isn't making a difference. People who think they can actually change the world are kidding themselves. There's, you just don't have the, the ability to. You don't have the reach. You don't have the, you know, the audience or the network. The, I, I doubt there's a person on this planet that could literally change the world. You know, there might be someone out there who can affect millions of people's lives. But there's no one out there that can change the world. But what you can do is have a seriously big impact on those around you. We always sit there and we overestimate the impact that we can have on a lot of people and we underestimate the impact we can have on a small amount of people. If I sat down there and I gave this bloke a question, if I sat down there and I gave you a question listening here on this podcast right now, if you had the chance to make a thousand people happy by doing something let's say by your social media account there's 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 so many people on instagram out there that have thousands and thousands and millions of followers and they make those people people happy every day by posting things if you had the chance to do that to make people happy every day by posting something on social media would you be happy with that you probably would or what if you had the chance to change the life of someone or a small group of people forever or indefinitely? Which would you prefer? Because I can tell you right now, for me, I'd rather change people's lives. I'd rather have a real impact, not a fake impact, not a smile, not a like, not a comment, not a share, a real impact on someone's lives. And if you look at the third world country as a, as a prime example to this, as someone going over and volunteering in a third world country, you are literally changing children's lives, underprivileged children's lives in a third world country. You are literally changing them forever. You are literally helping them build schools to be able to go and get an education. Like how important is that in life? Does it matter that you didn't affect millions and millions of kids? No, because you changed... 10 kids' lives forever. That's got to be worth something. It's got to make you feel good about yourself. There are so many people out there today that are worried about the amount of likes and comments and shares that we get on posts. And you know, I posted this up, but it didn't get any likes. Therefore, no one must like me. No one must like what I'm doing. When really, if we sit down, we take the time, we focus on truly impacting a small amount of people you can really, really see the joy in that. And on the flip side, we can use the bloke cast as an example right here. A living, breathing example on what it is we're talking about here. Before, when we spoke about our goals, I mentioned where we are right now. And so we've had 15 episodes, three months of you know producing content, and we've had over 8,000 downloads. 
um, probably a thousand likes or a thousand sorry followers followers across different platforms, which isn't huge, like I guess across social media platforms and that kind of stuff. However, out of all those thousands and thousands of downloads, there's been a handful, a handful of people that have reached out, and that number's growing. It's growing by the week, but there's a handful of people that have reached out, and they've turned around. And they said, "I'm going to get help. This podcast has truly helped me." It's truly put me on the path to be able to go and get help. Now, this takes a lot of work to do these types of things. But just those messages alone, they make me want to do more. They make me want to get out there more. They want me to produce more content just so we can reach one more person. Every time, just reach one more person. Just affect one more person. Just help one more person. Stop letting the negative comments dictate what you're doing. It's something that I'm still dealing with. You know, before I said I was petrified about jumping onto Twitter because of all the shitty comments on there. I'm still dealing with this. It's an anxiety that that I still deal with every day. But it's something I'm working on. Focusing on helping you first and then growing from there. Okay, our last question. Number four. How do you deal with anxiety in public if you are unable to remove yourself? Absolutely banger of a question. I have had so many fucking panic attacks in public for a long time that I wouldn't even be able to count them. And for so long, I didn't actually know how to deal with them. The only way I had to deal with them was to take medication. That was it. That was the only option I had. I didn't have any other tools within my kit bag or my tool bag to be able to deal with these things. To answer this question, I've got two key points that I want to raise you. The first one is what we just spoke about there. It's develop a set of tools. Develop a set of tools that you can use and you can call upon at any time. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. You're able to sit down, reach into your mind and pull out one of these tools to be able to help yourselves. They can be breathing exercises. They can be meditation. They could be redirecting thoughts. So many different things. There's so many different tools out there. We spoke about these before. But you actually need to put in the effort to be able to learn these things. To be able to learn these tactics and techniques that will help you in those situations. If you don't put in the effort to learn those tools, then you're going to be reliant on things like medication or if you don't have medication with you, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer in these situations and you're not going to be able to deal with them. And so that leads us to point number two. If you don't have those tools, what do people normally do? They avoid those situations. So point number two is don't avoid those situations. Stay in them. Be present in those situations because it becomes a slippery slope very quickly if you start to avoid situations that make you anxious. It prevents you firstly from living your life, but then also your brain puts you in an anxious state automatically as soon as you're in one of those situations. So here's a a great, I guess, example. I I used to struggle and I mentioned this on my one of my live um, one of my live streams that I did I guess on uh, on Facebook I used to really struggle it sounds stupid but I used to really struggle walking down the beach I would walk along the beach me and my wife would be walking our dogs and I'd be standing there walking on, and I the only thing I'd be doing is staring out into the water just staring as I walked because I was always had this anxious thought that someone was drowning in the water and I needed to save them it's silly. It's a stupid thought to have, but it was there and it crippled me. 
I couldn't stay on the beach. I couldn't do it long time. I couldn't focus. I couldn't have a conversation. You know, it's this beautiful, beautiful sunset, and I wasn't able to appreciate it. I wasn't able to actually have a conversation with my wife going along because I was just tense the whole time, clenching my jaw, staring out, panicking, watching the water, my heart racing, getting sweats. You know, the world looking like it's closing in on me, just staring at the water. And so I started avoiding going to the beach. And I started not going. Because I thought, ah, easy situation here. If I don't go to the beach, I'm not going to feel anxious. But then I realized that stopped me from living my life. Going to the beach is something that I love doing. Something that me and my wife love doing. Something my wife really loves doing. You know, so... But what she loves doing is going to the beach with me and walking with me and being present with me on the beach. So I'm breaking down my relationship. I'm, I'm preventing us from doing things that will bring us closer because something makes me anxious. And I started to think this is bullshit. You know, I shouldn't have to do this. I shouldn't have to feel this way every time to go to the beach. And so this is around the time that I actually started to take my mental health seriously i started to take my recovery seriously I started to educate myself and i started to do something what's called repetitive exposure and i don't recommend that anyone just goes and does this i recommend that you first go and seek help from a medical person first so a doctor psychologist um, psychiatrist something along those lines go and see them allow them to give you the advice that you need to do because this is what i did when i went and saw my psychiatrist and he gave me the advice that i needed to be able to do repetitive exposure. So what it is, is it, it's exposing yourself to an anxious situation in small amounts of time so that over time you can build up a tolerance and you can become less anxious until the point when you can operate, do whatever you want within that environment and not feel any anxiety. Is it a quick thing? No, it's not. It takes time. It takes work. It took me to go down to the beach for small periods of time and utilize that tool set that toolkit that i've been building to help myself my breathing exercises redirecting thoughts challenging thoughts that are going through my brain preventing myself from ruminating those types of techniques those types of tools i started to implement them whilst i was down there at the beach and slowly i'd feel less anxious i'd be able to be down there for longer do more things on the beach walk for longer with my my wife until it got to the point where I didn't need to do that anymore I could actually go back to the beach and I can enjoy it and I could be happy and I could have fun and I could be present in my relationship present in the moment and that's what we strive for is being present in the moment because so many times we sit there and we you know we ruminate on things we we prevent ourselves from actually enjoying those little wins those little things in life. Having the ability to sit on a beach and watch a sunset, a beautiful sunset go down because we're privileged enough to do that because in some countries, you fucking can't do that. Okay, so enough rambling for me. That was my four favorite questions that I've got so far. If you would like to become involved with this and get involved and to have me answer your questions, then firstly, I'd say is jump on Instagram, jump on Facebook, give us a follow, and you'll see all my posts that go up there. You'll be able to uh, follow that and you'll be able to, to comment on the, the comments or, or send me a DM asking questions. If you don't use 
Facebook, you don't use social media, that's fine. Flick me an email, blokecast at gmail.com. Drop the V, so it's just blokecast at gmail.com. Send me an email. I will reply to you. I guarantee that. I will get up there and I'll reply to you. I reply to every comment that I get unless I think it's spam. Uh, So I will do my best, absolute best, to give you as much time as I possibly can and reply to your emails. I'll also chuck those questions into my live feeds so that everyone else out there can gain the lessons and gain the exposure from those questions. But don't stress, if you ever don't want to be named as someone who's asking a question, you just you just let me know and it's completely in confidence. Okay, thank you all for tuning in today. It's another one of those episodes where I didn't think it'd go for that long, but you know, looking down the clock here, uh, there's a lot of editing to come out of this, but we're ticking over an hour now, so should be a should be a good amount of episode, good amount of content to be able to get out to you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to help out the podcast, uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes, on Google Play, on whatever platform it is, Spotify, Stitcher, doesn't matter, whatever platform, whatever platform you listen to, give us a follow on that and give us a give us a um, a shout out. Share this podcast with someone that you think may need it. That's how this grows, is that we get out there and we share this podcast with someone, with people who we think within our network that we believe may need this, may need the help. If you do use iTunes, it's really important, which I know that probably 95% of the people that listen to the podcast are on iTunes. Please jump on, give us a rating and give us a review. It takes two seconds. It really does, but it really, really helps. And if you give us a review, you could be featured in Legend of the Week. And uh, I don't know about you, but that's something I'd be craving for, is to get myself on Legend of the Week. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Send me an email, blowcast.gmail.com. Drop me a DM anytime you want on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. I just said Titter, I'm pretty sure. So don't don't go to Titter. It's probably some dodgy porn site, but uh, jump onto Twitter instead and uh, you can catch me on there. Uh, Twitter... The Twitter handle, just search the blokecast. I'm pretty sure it's the underscore bloke underscore cast. Um, or you can just grab me at my personal Twitter, which is at Brendan Hardman, um, or jump on to LinkedIn if that's what you prefer, and you can find me on there under Brendan Hardman. All right, everyone. I hope everyone has a great week. I cannot wait to get stuck into the next episode. We have some absolutely awesome guests coming up in the next few weeks. So thank you again for tuning in. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers.